One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. One of them was a model. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. It's good to have you back. I'm Marcus and I'm joined by Jim. Hello. And Luke. All right. Pete's not here. Still in San Francisco. Still on holiday. He's somewhere in California, I think. He's driving around. Mm-hmm. He's, on his, he's on his way to Vegas, isn't he? Like a roustabout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where he is. Driving on a Segway. I'm sure yeah. he's giving his girlfriend a piggyback, I would imagine, all the way. Just because that's weird. He, sa- he said he'd stay in touch, but he hasn't. No. Well, I'm sure he's having a lovely time. People move on, don't they? People yeah, they, do. they grow up and they change. He'll be back next week, listeners. Don't you worry. Uh, now, we're going to begin by saying that the Grand National, the big horse race, took place on the weekend. A couple did of horses not? died. <laughs> nice one, Jim. Well, they did. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's an absolute disgrace. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm not laughing at the horses dying, no. by the way. So oh, that was funny. Uh, enough. Uh, so, so, which player would you like to pl- see dead? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it. It's, it's worth it? it's worth noticing. In, in, you know, you know what could be a terrifying premonition for Man United that Alex Ferguson's her, like horse choked, didn't he? Like bottled it to kind of to oh. to things before the end. I and think. Arsenal fans trying to put exactly, a really yeah. really <laughs> difficult narrative in there. No, no, it's not happening. No, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm just just pointing it out. Time <laughs> time to wrestle it back. Um, which players? Or which player do you think would make a good jockey? James. Who would you like to see on a horse, um, footballer-wise? Given that he was very small yes. and very fast himself, yes. I don't know why this would, you know, kind of <laughs> affect the horse. Well, he'd show an example to the horse. Yeah, exactly. This is how fast you run. <laughs> Mark Overmars. Very, very nippy little legs, which he could then use to quickly kick the horse in yeah, the side, which yeah. I believe helps them run fast. Don't yeah, know why. Yeah. Don't really understand horse riding. Mm. So, yeah, I think he'd be good at it. But he might just want to um, do horse racing in the, in the garden with his son rather than a Grand National. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And also, he'd probably get kind of caught up in like you know bamboozling other horses. Like <laughs> yeah. if Des Walker was on a horse, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just try and confuse him until he fell off. I don't think horse racing is that big in Holland, you know. Mm, well, well, we, we you don't, don't know that, do you? We don't know. We haven't. <laughs> but you never research. looked into it. It's very flat, Holland. So you never know. Yeah, it could probably be quite good for it. Luke, um, I, my rationale would be that to be a jump jockey. Because it's the Grand National you're talking about. You've got to be very brave. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, small, as Jim said. Uh. And it helps if you're Dutch. I've noticed it helps if you're Irish. Right. Um, so Stephen Hunt. Andy Reid fouls on one of those points. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll probably go for Stephen Hunt. Ah. Stephen Hunt. Mm. Yeah, Stephen Hunt's small enough, very enthusiastic. Yeah. I can imagine Irish. Stephen Hunt naked on a horse just like living wild in Ireland and that flat cap on there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Interview that time, yeah. <laughs> he, he does look like a man that just lives in a bog and he probably <laughs> yeah. would have tamed the local horses so uh, that works local horses just in the, in the, in the pub right. <laughs> no well, in the, of the bog oh, yeah he's wild you know, he doesn't go to pubs yeah they couldn't drag him away um, I'm gonna go for uh, Paolo Maldini Okay. Because he was excellent at jockeying people. Oh, <laughs> that is terrible. He'd come third in that race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not sure between Hunt and Overmars. What about Jeff Horsfield? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ambushed. Oh, um, got good. you, didn't I, James? That's a, that's a player I would keep a horse in. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. I, uh, Pat Nevin. Why? Little, small, small yeah. uh, intelligent. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Zola. Get the corners. Zola. Mm. Zola looks like a horse. He's, yeah, he's a bit yeah. equine, isn't he? Yeah, it? It does yeah the horse might get confused and jump on his back. I often notice when you, when you watch the Grand National <laughs> or any sort of race meet on television, how many people, well, I'm going to say people. I mean, Silly hats are there. I mean women that yeah. look like horses. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird, isn't it? Very horsey people. Yeah. Uh, but what about Neville Southall? <laughs> he doesn't sit carrying the horse. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, um, James, go on. Have oh, the points, brilliant. old sport. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you won't get your hat. I'll, I'll, I'll see to I'll that. Have a wobble. Yeah. yeah, well, you're unfit for purpose, as we've discussed <laughs> yeah. many times. He is. Yeah, try and take He's, me down. He, um, he just got re elected as points giver. Uh, <laughs> unopposed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just the way I like it. Now then. Uh, in the Premier League my goodness what a weekend for great goals yeah it has been isn't it there was loads Phil Neville even got one yeah there was a little montage of Phil Neville goals on Match of the Day too, and th- he scored that same goal loads of times yeah. he very rarely scores but when he does it's that one I remember he scored the winner at Stamford Bridge once a number of seasons ago at Manchester United well, okay well, we'll start with Wolves versus Everton um, Neville himself after the game said he was a bit annoyed um, because um, Billy Ledinov went and scored oh, a, that was a an even better goal <laughs> he's got a left foot like a traction engine yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an absolute peach. I feel Neville's goal would have been. I felt really sorry for Wayne Hennessy. He made loads of really good saves, yeah. and he made a really good save before Phil Neville yeah. scored. And he must have just been like, "Oh God, yeah." What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. no, no. Neville's goal was better than Billy uh, yet than Neville's though. No, no, no it no. wasn't. No, no, I just, no way. No, no. Billy, Billy, the Russian man's goal was great, right? <laughs> but it's just the way. Just. It was pinpoint. It was like a sniper's shot, the, the Phil Neville one. I just found it more aesthetically and pleasing. And the camera was behind it, so you got a better look at You're it. You're listening yeah. to your heart there. Yeah, yeah, I am listening yeah. to my heart. Yeah. You know, and sometimes that's not always a bad thing. Mm. Romance isn't dead. Uh, Depends who you are. Well, yeah, true. Wolves, I've said this before, I've said it again, the unluckiest team in the league. Yeah, they are. I think it's because they've got the most downtrodden man in the world. <laughs> it's their manager. He just brings it upon them. I don't even hear words when what, he talks anymore. It's just sad post, noises. Another post-match interview. Mick, Mick, Mick McCarthy's one of those people that when you meet them and you don't know them that well or you work with them or whatever, you see them... Um, and you say to them, "All right, how are you doing?" And yeah. it's clearly not an open question. You know, yeah. it's a rhetorical question. Yes. Just, just yeah. passing time day. You've not really thought about it yourself. No, you've you said just it. say it, and you say, "All right, Mick, how are you doing?" And they go. Oh, pretty bloody shit, actually. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, he's got, God, oh, I've got into this now, I've got he's, to see it out. He's opened that dialogue. Yeah, and he t- he'll turn He'll up keep t- bringing this up now. His shoulders will always him. be hunched and he'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably <clears> why. <throat> Dear, perhaps the highlight of the whole weekend, though, it wasn't a goal, was it, James? It was a goalkeeper. It oh, was it Jens Lehmann started for Arsenal. Yens. Did well. Yeah. Did Saved very well. the one-on-one. Yeah, he did really, like, excellently at the end. Yeah. Almunia would have... I don't know exploded would have gently got in Blackpool won Arsenal 3 mm. Yen said to the referee before the game you have to protect pensioners in the box yeah, he's already started the mind <laughs> yeah. games Jimmy yeah. you said when, when Lehman first signed and we laughed mm. a little bit you said don't worry if all goes to plan he won't even need to play yeah I know if all goes to plan <laughs> but in, he was that we knew didn't we we even acknowledged in the what? show that he I would think Arsenal knew what are Arsenal yeah. on plan F now yeah. <laughs> plan Yen's plan it's, Yen's. Just, it's beyond the alphabet yeah that's true one of the things with, with emergency goalkeepers and stuff I sort of almost think I love an emergency goalkeeper but I, I'd like, especially I'd like, if it's him I'd like to ban it I don't think it should be allowed shut up 
And you've got you team keepers. You've well, got we, said, team we keepers. said this before about yeah. City, didn't we? Although What's the difference, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, okay. the difference, Everyone wins. Yeah, the difference with City was they had a senior goalkeeper, didn't they? They just didn't think he was good enough. Which is no, which is absolutely yeah, no, that's poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's poor. You, yeah, you couldn't do that with strikers. Well, J- James, um, Arsenal have got um, Sh- O'Shea or Shea. James Shea, but James he's, like, he's nineteen years old. I think if he's a youth player, it's a bit different. He's never been in the first team squad. He's very much a youth youth side. Same player. as Wilshire. That's all I'm saying. Just putting it out there. But Layman, he's Gary. Taylor Fletcher basically stopped Jens Lehmann giving away a penalty and getting sent off. Yeah, that's true. Excellent refereeing in that because Wilshire was rightly booked for a foul in the build-up to that. And yeah. Lee Mason let it go on and then let that go as well. Yeah, but yeah. He handled that really, really well. That's very true. I did think to myself, Jens is off it. It was a definite pen as well. Yeah, would, absolutely, yeah, would have yeah. been. And it, uh, it's like Lehmann had time to go, good foul him here. Yeah. yeah, I think I will. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be the Champions League final, yeah. but I'm still going to do it. They didn't have a keeper on the bench, did they? No, they wouldn't have been able to. Van Persie was doing giving that. it the licks after the game. Van Persie said, uh, they said, oh, if you, you know, to, I mentioned something in the post-match interview with Van Persie and Lehman, and it got round to talking about goalkeepers, and Van Persie said, oh, I'm a decent keeper, I'd have gone in goal sort of thing. We need you up front. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but surely... For more than three games a season. Yeah. But surely a 19-year-old lad, they should have stuck him on the bench. No, but it was because Almunia got injured in the warm-up, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. okay, sorry, sorry. So Lehman, Lehman only started right. late on because Lehman, uh, I mean, had his knee in the warm-up, yeah. Part of me really regrets that he never got sent off. Yeah. That was well, a funny old game, You weren't actually. the ref, mate, were you, so? There's no, yeah. Yeah. You couldn't have had any bearing on it. <laughs> no. I'm not the ref. Do um, wonder if Jens had, like, a little voodoo doll just before the match? Possibly. Sticking pins in whatever Almunia I don't injured. think he needs to. I just think that it's some sort of universal thing where yeah. if they get near each other, they yeah. have a... Yens wins. Yeah. <laughs> Something happens, yeah. there's a friction, and Almunia invariably comes, comes off worse. Yeah. You know, whether it's psychologically it's, or physically. Weirdly, it's the same with Khan and Lehman. It's like Lehman's taking out all his frustration from Oliver Khan on Almunia. Yeah. yeah. And after the game, um, Jens Lehman said the, 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 the interview, post-match interview, mentioned that he got a really sort of good response from the Arsenal fans. He was like, yeah, I was really happy and surprised about that. It shows they haven't forgotten me. It's like, yeah, we are never going to forget <laughs> no. you, mate. Yeah. No one's going to forget you. It was a funny you. old game because um, the first sort of 15 or 20 minutes, Blackpool really dominated. Mm. And Arsenal went up and scored. But it was weird because if you look at it on paper, 3 1, it looks like a routine win, but it wasn't mm. quite a routine Two win. Two big penalty shouts for Blackpool as well. Absolutely. And um, I thought the third goal. Um, it, from Arsenal was it was just it was quality from from the whole side there mm. Skilacci made a great tackle Diaby retained the ball really well he had one of his better days as well and hopefully he can kind mm. of keep that going and then Fabregas' flick on to Walcott Beauty. and Walcott's early release to, to Van Persie which is great it's yeah. excellent on, in every area of the pitch there and that's what that's the killer instinct Arsenal have lacked a lot of the time and you know Blackpool do ship goals and you know the it, without meaning to patronise them, you know, it's, yeah. it, it wasn't, you know, the, the sternest challenge Arsenal well, will face this season. Yeah, it's, they've, they've let in a lot. The, the, the bear it out. You've that, missed out a booing man's goal. Oh, you, well, you're the anchor, mate. Well, yeah. well, okay. <laughs> a booing man scored. Yeah. With his left, it was an absolute rocket as yeah. well, wasn't yeah. it? Absolutely yeah. great. Lo- it in. Lovely little move as well. But, well I was going to bring this up to you, Jim, actually. I was talking to Marcus about it earlier. That, that, um, <coughs> a couple of the newspapers today said uh, they referred to United as champions-elect, right? Arsenal were seven points behind with a game in hand and they still play at United at, Emirate, at the Emirates yeah. it's not over yet it's not it's, it's a big ask as, as we've said before though I think it's because Arsenal have um, had so many collapses this season if they can put together a real strong run in Arsenal have got to go away to Spurs don't they yeah and we've still got to play Liverpool at the Emirates as well mm. so it's it's tough but I mean that would be great wouldn't it from a, from a, even from a neutral point of view unless you support Spurs yeah. I would think like if, if well, Arsenal if can get Spurs, it to you're one, arguably not a neutral yeah well indeed <coughs> but if you could get if if it went you know 
to the point where Arsenal were one point behind with a few games to go. It'd be great. Oh, you would never know. <laughs> the relegation run-ins, uh, it's very heated. It is. need heating up. And uh, West Bromwich Albion got a brilliant win away to mm. Sunderland 3-2. Hodgson and, uh, and West Brom seem to have clicked. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Give Hodgson his due because, I mean, he's, he's playing with Di Matteo's squad. Yeah. yeah, he's not signed anyone. Yeah, and he, and he's and he steered them to, to at so many They're points. He's well, at the moment. still unbeaten, aren't they, under him? In eight, the league, certainly. They, well, are, yeah, they, they are unbeaten. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's eight points separating the bottom eleven teams, and Sunderland are in free fall. Yeah, yeah. absolutely free. Woeful. The, oh. the Man City game yeah. last week when they were beaten five nil. Man City. D- it wasn't like they were busting a gut or anything. Do you know what I mean? They strolled to a 5 0. Yeah. Sunderland haven't won a game, I don't think, since the middle of Well, January. Sunderland are really struggling. But um, West Brom, um, great winner from Sharna. I counted yeah. 12 passes before that. Get on that. And it, that had, to me, that move, it just had sort of Hodgson seal all over it. Yeah. Um, Bardsley scored a great goal uh, in, that, in that game as well. But did you see when Hodgson shook hands with uh, Steve Bruce at the end? He, you could just see Mel. Sorry, Steve. You can look at the game when Sunderland beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge in the middle of November, yeah. it was, and their form since then has been very patchy. And since January, they've not won a game. Well, without Ben, you know, well, exactly, yeah. they've, they've struggled. But you think Jan, you know, Jan scored goals. They've picked up, they've got players to cover for Ben. It just, mm. just, it just seems to me that. Ben are, is lethal, though. True, yeah. He didn't, score against, he didn't score against Newcastle, though, I and mean, he arguably should. Oh, yeah, there's a goal disallowed, though, yeah. it shouldn't have yeah, been disallowed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about Daniel Sturridge? Yeah, he, he, two you know, great goals he's been, from him. Been absolutely superb for Bolton, isn't he? Absolute revelation Bolton, for them. Yeah. Bolton three, West Ham six and eight. He's got I think. something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible. Uh, but w- w- while we were on the subject of Sunderland, um, have you heard that there's a fan that's suing the club because he was hit by a stray ball? Um, well, it was a shot. Gabriel D- Cisse shot, and, and it hit him. Apparently, knocked him out in a training session. It was in a training session. Though. But mm. Cisse hasn't played for Sunderland for like no, two for years. some well, time. Do you it? think Ashley Cole heard about that? Got the wrong end of the stick and decided to go one better a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. with yeah. I'm not having that. <laughs> yeah, Cisse's not. I mean, because he must have been injured for quite some time. If he's only just woken up, that's <laughs> <laughs> so two years ago. Well, no, yeah. but th- these things take ages, though, don't they? The legal processes, if, even if it's ridiculous. So. With which it is yeah, yeah. yeah it clearly is Emphatically is You're spot on there uh, We've got to talk about um, Cronker In the Arsenal takeover James Yeah we have um, I, I don't know if it's actually gone through yet I know um, Alisher Usmanov um, Still needs to decide um, Whether to sell his shares or not At the time of recording yeah. But it does look like it, it's, uh, it's very likely doesn't it And um, I think People seem Not not happy about it as such But not um, dismayed by it Because Cronker's got um, You know a history in, in sport He owns I think Four other sports team one on MLS side he's, he's notorious for actually listening to, to the, the experts on things as yeah. well he's also and, got um, a good relationship with the Arsenal supporters trust yeah me. and um, he's, he steers a steady ship it seems to be it doesn't look as if Arsenal's model will change a lot and it's he's very tight lipped as Arsenal are as well and, and hairy lipped and well. very hairy lipped as well yeah. and uh, it's tough to know what he's going to do really but I, I do wonder if there'll be sort of funds available for players and stuff because um, he's not said anything about that I don't know if there'll be like a doesn't say war much, chest or anything no but he's known as a silent stand isn't he yeah well, the, I think it's Randy Lerner-esque by the looks of it but Arsenal's a funny club in that way because they've, they've had people who have been like custodians who've looked after them for so many yeah. generations and now Hillwood well, they call them custodians don't they that's they, they very actually, much yeah, the they language do. they use and Hillwood and, and Lady Bracewell-Smith is that her name is, yeah. is going to stand down as well because they're, they're not going to take the club forward I don't think but you know in a way um, Cronkia has got to do sort of business as usual because the UEFA financial fair play rules exactly, yeah. in a couple of years so he can't yeah. do chucking money all over the place yeah. but, and that's very much a positive thing they've obviously backed him over Usmanov that's basically the decision yeah, they've yeah. made isn't it because Usmanov has got more money but he's not got any football um, or experience, any sporting yeah. experience there's been a lot of um, kind of shady 
insinuations about him as well in in, in the yeah. press, and I don't. Really, and he's jowly. Yeah, you don't like that. On do looks, you? you'd go for Cronkett. Well, yeah. Mar- Marcus um, spearheaded a, a very successful campaign, which was keep bit, uh, jowly keep men out of the public eye. Yeah, well, out of uh, football, football, actually. Yeah. Out of could public go, eye, could you go got politicians. Than that. Really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, Sam Allardyce is gone. Yeah. It took a while yeah. for us to get rid Mike of him. Mike Ashley's still around. Yeah. In the background. But, yeah, he's, yeah, he's less prominent now. I think yeah. well done, mate. I don't think you got the credit you deserve. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Well. yeah. Just got, that, you just got me to go. <laughs> but you're on a diet now. Yeah, true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, my influence. Maybe I'll become a jowly man myself. I, I hope not. That would be a tragic irony. Yeah. yeah. Well, tragic? Mm. Um, uh, <laughs> I'd have to look at it. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, another great goal on the weekend was um, Matthew Etherington's goal for Stoke. Mm. I, I enjoyed his goal at the weekend. Did you? Mm. What did I say? On the weekend. Well, either works. Yeah. Uh, Spurs, good win. Well, it was, was it a good win? I mean, they were quite fortunate, perhaps. Yeah, but Peter Crouch said that he um, he hopes his two goals against Stoke goes back some way towards paying ruining back. the Champions League. It, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. <laughs> no. If they somehow win you the league yeah. through some strange loophole, never, no one's ever noticed before, then maybe. But yeah. otherwise, if he that scores, was nuts, wasn't it? Let's if he just go five against Madrid. If he scores a glut against Madrid, yeah, that is unlike. I'll give you any odds you want. Yeah. I, I do wonder if there, there are any Spurs fans that still think they can turn Would they take right? a 5-1 win? They'll probably, <laughs> they'll Spurs will probably yeah. win 4-1. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's <laughs> I said to Marcus on the way here, and I'll repeat it now for the benefit of our listeners, if Spurs go through, I mean, anything you want me to do, I'll do. <laughs> okay, we're making that official. There's no chance it's going to happen. Say, on a more serious note, it was good to see Huddleston back against uh, Stoke. Um, Everton scored a great goal but Modric's goal was excellent as well you yeah know? it was mm. lovely one and Kenwin Jones's goal was really good yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, get, was so it was many. a good weekend for yeah. goals wasn't it it's another one of those weekends where you just think back to, to, uh, to Andy and Richard and just go <laughs> 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 well, you'd have Keen, loved this well Richard Keane is saying top styles on TalkSport yeah <laughs> uh, in the championship QPR were beaten 4-1 away yeah. at Scunthorpe who were in the relegation zone mm-hmm. yeah. is that one coming Unbelievable. No. In, in fact, that um, that messed up an accumulator, along with most of the other results, wasn't it? For, no. for you or for a lot for of me. people? Okay. Probably for a lot of people, I would think. Well, I'd imagine so too. Uh, Nottingham Forest lost again, this time at home to Reading. Forest are uh, 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 the eighth now, I think. Mm. They're out the yeah. playoffs. Plummeting. Reading. But Reading. On a great run. Reading unbeaten in ten. Mm. Won the last six. Heston Blumenthal's manager. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as Brian McDermott. Yeah. Um, th- yeah, they, they look as though they're peaking at the right time. Yeah. Um, Which is important. Like whatever you're in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> life in general. Yeah, <laughs> Swansea beat Norwich three 0 That was a big. Did result. you see Tomas Priskin's um, final goal for um, for Swansea? I have to be honest and say uh, no. The keeper came out. <clears throat> he shouldn't have really come out. It was a bit of a fifty-fifty, and the ball popped out past it, past him, and, and Priskin just to tap it into an empty net. Oh right. And a defender ran behind him. And Priskin tapped it in and went off to celebrate. Before he gets to this fans to start celebrating, the defender, no, the defender oh. just really cheap just tripped him up. They were able to celebrate or complain <laughs> to the ref. Yeah. So he sort of did a bit of both. Then, then they just ended up going back to the centre circle. Yeah, it's a shame. My goodness. Um, right in the Blue Square Premier League, it's been decided. Well, it's not decided. It's been won rather. Mm. Crawley Town have done it. They're promoted to the Football League for the first time. They're 14 points clear. Plucky Crawley Town. Or second place, AFC Wimbledon, with a game in hand. It's a miracle. Mm. Oh, what a plucky team. Yeah. That have spent more than every single League Two club put together this season. Ooh. Yeah, get on that, fact fans. Yeah. Well, it's Is it true? 250 grand they spent on the strikers? 500 grand they spent in total. Do you begrudge them that massively? Um, Well, I don't think it's the fans' fault. I I, I, I I think that Steve Evans, who manages them, is a bit of a... Bit of a prat, yep. 
uh, so to put it mildly I think he, he's taken his medicine at Boston United he, he served his time but he's not the most agreeable chap in my opinion no. uh, but, but you know fair play to them they've, they've gone up they've done it and, and see how they get on next season but would you give it the big one if Manchester City won the league this year would I give it the big one no probably not no. but it's the same thing oh, would I give it the big one into, well look as, as Doug Leeds recently said you know, no team has ever won anything without spending at least some money mm. my point is the narrative that World is Cup. the narrative that is also or often sort of spun lottery um, <laughs> Spent a quid, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, well, of course you did. <laughs> not much, though. Um, Everyone can afford that. It's not a team. If well, I may. Unless you're in one of those work syndicate things. Sorry. If, if I may. You, you may. And you could get away with that without putting your pound in, and then someone would go, I oh, don't worry about it, we won it. <laughs> so, actually, Luke, that's <laughs> almost certain to have happened. He's getting annoyed. He's not happy. Go on, say it. The narrative that's been spun, the story that's weaved initially, not so much now in, in the quality newspapers, is that oh, Crawley, well done, first time in the history or whatever it is. Yeah. But the, the reality of the situation is they spent a, an absolute shed load of money. Now I understand that the, the owner or the co-owner um, died recently and he was a big Crawley Town fan all his life, I understand that. But the point is, it was hardly a level playing field. Mm, the golf is greater down there as well. Yeah, and absolutely, it is, of course. Um, but the other thing, in addition to that, I'm not blaming them for that, but what I'm saying is Steve Evans doesn't carry himself with any class whatsoever. No. So it makes it particularly uh, a bitter, bitterish pill to swallow, especially for the other teams around him. Particularly that, AFC Wimbledon, who are below them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who are 14 points or something below mm, them. Yeah. You know? but, but, well, and, that, and that's why it's not being celebrated. That's why when Crawley drew Manchester United at the Old Trafford and the FA Cup, normally yeah. all the non-league fans club around teams and say, yeah, oh, yeah. Brilliant, it'd be great to see them do well. Yeah. No one did that, and there's a yeah, good yeah. reason for that. No, I, I, I understand that completely and I would uh, err on the same side as that as saying that it, you know, it is a bit of a shame that they've absolutely roasted it but ultimately they've got money they've spent it they've absolutely hammered the league oh begin yeah. sadly that's the way it is they get on next season definitely yeah. that's the way it is in Serie A where people don't splash the cash <laughs> uh, they do but just <laughs> sometimes in the wrong areas it's not their cash shall we say <laughs> Zlatan was sent off again oh god this time he was having a naughty words with the linesman he released a video on 442 442.com this performance side of their website where they, yeah. they interview players and stuff and one of them was with Zlatan hmm. and it was like a forwards masterclass or something Yeah, and it was like he said something was it, it just be me well last week no it was like <laughs> only last week and it was something like oh I always try and shield the ball at all times and defenders will try and kick you, but you must keep your head. <laughs> well, yeah, but this was the linesman he was having a go at. Mind you, did get yeah. sent off for hitting one of the other players. That was a couple of weeks ago. This, mm. It was two bookings this week, and one of them was a bit of verbal, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, although I think he's got a three-match ban, though they're trying to appeal. Yeah, he, uh, um, he, he was instrumental in Sadov's goal, which was great. Beautiful, yeah, yeah. he's, he's great take. Ever young he is. Yeah. Well, he's How um, is he now. 35, 35 yeah, he is. He's in talks with a possible move to Corinthians in Brazil. I still think he's got another year or two in him. Well, the, with the whole Milan lab, which uh, I'm sure a lot of listeners yeah. will remember us talking about, where Milan just have this incredible medical department where they, they just get the best out of their players. It's, it's no coincidence that so many Milan players have gone on to play for yeah. so many years. I mean, would he not be shortening his career, potentially, by moving away from Milan? Because you're not going to get that treatment elsewhere. For, well, that's true. I mean, I, I wouldn't imagine. I don't want to be um, stereotypical or unfair to, to Brazilian club football, but I don't think he'd get the treatment and he gets it at Milan no way true but maybe he's thinking Milan have got some youngsters coming through he's been there for a, a long time he's That's achieved everything challenge. there it would I, be great to see a big name European player absolutely. go over to South America this is what I was saying when Henri went to the New York Red Bull I, I just thought that I, I, I love the, the fact that Seedorf's in talks with Corinthians why not go there or mm. maybe Argentina or somewhere like that I think it's a brilliant thing I totally understand why someone will go to the MLS absolutely but I, I think that would be fantastic, as you say, James, to see a big it European looks like, um, It looks like Milan will win the league now, I think. Well, yeah, three points behind them. Well, that, but that 12-game unbeaten run they had before they lost to Palermo, 
it's done it for them. Napoli mm. are in good form, but I mean, mm. I just can't see them doing it. I would love to see Napoli win it. Though. I think I would as I mean, well. I, I think, well. yeah. It, mm. oh, but they'll be in the Champions League next season, and it will be gr- amazing to see how they do. See if they can, yeah. just, how much they strengthen. You be know, great. If they hang on to Cavani. Well, he's well, only on loan, remember? Exactly, yeah. They can yeah. sign him permanently. Macaroni scored for Sampdoria. Oh, yeah, yeah, Macaroni. Yeah, yeah. Middlesbrough. Yeah. Middlesbrough fame. He, um... Do you remember when Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank said something like he's the best player I've ever played with or something? Mm. Did he? he? Macaroni was amazing in their run to the Open Cup finals. Do you remember that? He scored a great goal for the Italian under-21s against England under-21s. That's wins. right. Macaroni yeah. sounds like um, a, a, fi- a fictional oh. um, sort of Italian import you might get in something like Striker. Really yeah, that, that yeah. sort of yeah. thing. But he's actually one, a real man. Another one who was um, a Middlesbrough youth team player who was meant to be amazing, or, or a young player they signed was, I think his name was... Marianelli or something he was Argentinian and and when Gaza he was there when Gaza was there and Gaza said he's unbelievable skill he's he's going to be amazing I was watching him and there were two of him (laughs) Mm. so it didn't happen Uh, Leonardo said that he would have sacked himself after Inter's last two results they won um, no, they uh, they beat Kiev. Sorry, he, sorry. Uh, he was talking about uh, oh, after the, the Milan Milan derby yeah, and okay. the Champions League. Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, keep that, keep that to yourself. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah don't. It's Italy. You don't <laughs> give anyone a second invitation. Don't encourage anyone. <laughs> yeah, except your players. A manager who has been sacked though is Louis Van Gaal. We're off to the Bundesliga mm. now. Uh, no longer in charge of Bayern Munich. He was leaving anyway. Yeah. Well, at the end of the season, it's a bit of a str- well, that's they, they used really odd language. Didn't Kicking they, while he's down, I reckon. What did they say? It was something just like they've allowed no, you don't him to have the balls for this. Allowed him to take leave or something like that. It's just really ob- it means sacking, but just in a really inappropriate <laughs> a way. way. Yeah. Do you think he whipped his balls out again? Um, it was I'd un- like to think so. It was unmutual consent. Mm. Um, <laughs> well, he. Uh, I think they've sacked him because they're worried they're not going to get in the Champions League. Yeah. And I think they did this with Klinsmann, didn't they, a season or two ago, however long it was. For a club like Bayern to not get in the Champions League is. Oh, but they're uh, third, aren't they? Third or fourth? Well, oh, I'm not sure. I think yeah. they. I think they want someone to come in and that initial uh, boost that you perhaps sometimes get from a new manager. To try and get them over the. the no, I think there's more to it than that. I think Van Howard sort of grown stale there from from what I've seen. Well, they've obviously the thought well, we're going to get rid of him at the end of the season, um, but we're not waiting that long. Off you pop. He's one of those people who's a stern disciplinarian, and when that starts to go bad, sort of almost like soonest Soon at yeah. most clubs he's been at. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just see it. it makes the club seem like they're going nowhere. Do you know what I mean? It right. just sort of di- drives them into a rut. And I, I believe it was very much the same with Van Howard buying. Well, yeah. There we are. Uh, Dortmund, who have been flying high all season, really, is they're, they're only five points in front of Bayern. Yeah, they were, they were absolutely flying at to one me, point. They've been they? twelve points the whole season. It's yeah. been incredible. But it's um, the last five games have dropped all sorts of points. Yeah. Well, they dropped seven points from their last five mm. games, which I mean, for some clubs, <laughs> wouldn't be too bad. But yeah, but they've, they've but Leverkusen set such have won high standards early on, didn't they? Leverkusen have won the last five. Yeah, they beat you St. Pauli, didn't they? They did. St. Pauli have lost seven in a row. Oh. St. Pauli are, are, are in trouble. They're second from bottom. Only two go down that league, don't they? They do, yeah. yeah. Um, and it looks like it'll be between them, uh, Munch and Gladbach, um, who are b- bottom, uh, Wolfsburg and uh, Stuttgart. Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg and Stuttgart? Isn't yeah. that mental? Yeah. A couple of years ago, they were both in the Champions League. Yeah. Jens' former team, Stuttgart, yeah. of course. It always felt like Jens was on loan to Stuttgart for do me. Do you think so? <laughs> yeah. Well... Uh, indeed, right. Um, oh, let's let's go round uh, some other places in Europe. Romania. Okay. Have you heard? Of, much. Have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of Marius um, Samudica? No. no. Dubbed the uh, the the Romanian Jose Mourinho. Oh, go on. Romarinho doesn't work. <laughs> it sort of does. <laughs> Sounds like a Brazilian player. Romarinho. In fact, I think that's Romario's son's name. 
It sounds arrogant. like if Roma had a feeder club in Brazil, that's what it would be called. Mm. No, Mourinho, yeah. Carry on. Thank you. Um, He uh, was celebrating a goal uh, the other week and he got so into it that he gave the referee a kiss. (laughs) That doesn't make him the Mourinho Mourinho. It's not easy to say. (laughs) Well, no, it's not. He got fined £750 for that. For kissing a referee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a, is there a should kind be of homophobia behind <laughs> it? Should be encouraged as part of the respect campaign. Indeed. This is Romania. Remember those two managers or chairman when they were yes. calling? Yeah. Um, Gigi Bacali, yeah. yeah. Quarrelling. Well, he said, uh, with regard to this, um, did uh, old Marius, he said, I lost it for a moment, but he smelled so good. I know it wasn't normal. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Uh, he also said about uh, one of their defenders, Constantine. Um, who, who That's a good to, name. He tried to choke him during training. The manager. He choked the manager or the manager choked him? God. No, the, the player it's, it's tried a, to it sounds like the manager. A... God. Isn't it just, he said he won't play here again. Um, sure, I made a joke about his wife, but he's a punk. <laughs> 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 See, that, that is that my favourite quote of the whole season. <laughs> that is brilliant. It's not finished. It's Sooness-esque. <laughs> he stinks of beer and smokes. If you go into his room, the smoke is so dense you could leave a bike standing upright, so unsupported. <laughs> he likes the minibar and uses gum to clean his breath. You know I don't care for him. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah. That, that, it, no wonder the bloke hates you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, all eyes on the Romanian League. Well, in particular, that gentleman, mm. uh, Maros Samudica. Uh, right, what else have we got here? Ah, yes, uh, Terek Grozny. Can't stay away from there. No. I did love this. They said that, um, obviously, they want to get as much publicity as possible. Mm. Uh, as, it doesn't matter how tacky or untrue is it, it is. Is it amazing to you, boys, that Rud Hullet has gone from oh. being best mates with Nelson Mandela and mm. championing his cause before anyone else did yeah. in a sporting sense, to basically and he really did. working for a warlord. Yeah, <laughs> and proper like pallying up to him as yeah. well. Well, uh, they, they've come out with this and they said that Zinedine Zidane will open their new stadium. They said that he's a gun for hire as well, Zidane. I'm starting to get yeah. a bit annoyed about Hang that. On a minute. Mm. Um, they said we hope the great Platini will come to Grozny, but Zidane has already confirmed his participation. When Zidane was asked about this, he went, "Well, obviously, I'm not going to be at this event." <laughs> <laughs> great that's stuff. so good. <laughs> obviously, the word, yeah, that's the worst but, bit. <laughs> that's a dagger to the heart. Did you really one. need to ask me? <laughs> Imagine uh, if you invited like a really cool bloke to one of your parties, <laughs> and then someone asked if he was going, and he went. Didn't only go. I'm not going. He went. Well, obviously, I'm not going. Yeah. That's even worse. Mm. Much worse. There should be a button for that on Facebook. Yeah. For events. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> obviously not attending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Now I thought I'd slip this story in while Pete's not here. Are you coming? Obviously not. <laughs> um, there's a new octopus in town. Ooh. Oh, slip it in Just while Pete's not around. Bit of, bit of sea news. It's yeah. uh, um, from the Ukraine in, in Kiev, one of the aquariums in Kiev. His name is Pavlik the Octopus. Pavlik being Slavic for Paul. All right. Yeah. See what they've done there. And he'll be all in time groomed up uh, for Euro 2012. Oh, it's not needed. Oh, God, it's, this is never going to end. <laughs> this is not something you plan a year before. Anyway, well, just do it the day before. God, but, hang on. If that one works out, they'll do it in Brazil as well, and it'll just keep yeah. happening. It'll Paulinho. become one of those... Ah! Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the fact that they've announced this so early is sort of implying there's some sort of training involved. Well, yeah. funny you say that, Luke. Oh, because Victor uh, Zelenko, who's the aquarium's director, said the octopus's name is, is Pavlik and the staff of the aquarium will teach him to see into the future, like the German octopus, Paul. If they know how to do that, why do they work in an aquarium? Why are they using an octopus? <laughs> 
<laughs> Why are they not down the bookies? You're the dolphins, <laughs> the most intelligent animal we're knocking about. Yeah, exactly. That's what they keep saying. Get well, a man to do it. <laughs> yeah. Get a pundit. To climb yeah. in one of the boxes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it, if they made all the pundits on the BBC and ITV over the World Cup climb into boxes <laughs> to predict who was going to win, not the World Cup, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that would be great. I mean, yeah, don't use an octopus, use yeah. a dolphin. Mm. Um, <laughs> that would be more difficult to get them in the box. Or hoops, you could jump through. Because actually, because the dolphins are so intelligent, they'd be like, they'd be really chippy. Because that's what intelligent mm. Yeah, but they'd maybe call you bluff and go, ah, well, they were just teaching you you shouldn't gamble. See, I worry about this, because I wonder it's going to, I worry it's going to, you know, going to become so commonplace that they just do away with the games altogether. Just, and yeah. Just <laughs> that, have octopuses sitting in boxes yeah. for the World Cup. Oh, do you th- to oh, ease fixture congestion. England will have a chance. I was yeah. going to say, actually, maybe to ease fixture congestion, if there's a point where there's too many games, yeah. both clubs can go, all right, look, we've both got too many games on, let's invoke our octopus card. Yeah. yeah. And you could just have one game a season that's predicted by octopus. I think that's an excellent idea. Also, it's, it's not even... predicted, it's decided. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Now, we've, we, in tournaments, we've tried to find other solutions to penalty shootouts. Yeah. And you know, like back in the day, maybe you'd flip a coin or go in corners. Yeah. After extra time, you bring the octopus out. Yeah. And that's it. Bang. Sealed. <laughs> Done. Drop it out of a helicopter, whichever side of the pitch it lands on. We cannot continually have a go at set blasting <laughs> and, and entertain these sort of things. Well, anyway, apparently he predicted that Barcelona um, would win against Shakhtar, so he's, he's, oh, he's off sticking his neck out, <laughs> he's, sticking his <laughs> hasn't got a neck. out, he's, he's sticking he's his off, beak out. He's off to a good start. Yeah, That's all is. I'm going to say. Is all I'm going to say on that. Now very, then, very risk-free cephalopod. We need to get away from this nonsense and go to Brazil, oh. the land of the sane. Uh, now, did you see that Neymar was sent off after celebrating a goal? He scored and put a mask on of himself. Yeah. It was going out of the crowd, though, wasn't it, the mask? Oh, was it Some, really? Someone had thrown it onto the pitch, but he put it on upside down. So yeah. he was wearing a mask of his own upside down face. Really quite odd. Probably there's more questions than that answer. It does. Yeah, yeah. H- harsh sending off. Indeed. And I don't think that's, I don't think that's a bad thing that he did that. I... I Definitely do that. Yeah. If someone threw a mask with my face at me when I just scored a goal, it's just, it's the only thing I'd think of. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. both of you would do the same. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably up, get it right. I'd put it up, I must my shirt up the neck so it looked like I had two heads. Hmm? That's oh. a, an interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> or put it on the back of your head and just play with it. The, well, actually, there are a lot of farmers in um, in India, uh, specific, specifically uh, north, of it, north India, where they have tigers still. Mm. And tiger will only ever attack you still? from behind. Yeah, because tigers, tigers are dying out, Marcus. Not sure yeah. you know. Yeah, I do. But, well, no, it's, we don't need to encourage that. They've still got them anyway. We're not encouraging it. But they put marks on the back of their heads to stop tigers attacking them. So because the tiger then it confuses the tiger mm. and thinks it's, it's still facing it. Tigers are cowards, is what so we've learned from this. You could do that. I was wearing a Boris Johnson mask on the weekend. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, stag do. Ah, right. Good fun. Leave Bojo alone. Uh, oh, now Cafu. Former Brazilian international Cafu. Oh, I saw this. You got to a Lego tower. He was playing with Lego. Yeah, it's an amazing tower. I as saw well. the tower. I didn't know Cafu was involved. Yeah, he put the final brick on. Oh God, Cafu! What do you mean? That's brilliant. <laughs> it is brilliant, but it just—I wish these things happened here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about James May's Lego house? James May's not as good as Cafu. No, it's true. I saw that Lego house. You can imagine if, if you said to him, oh, "What are you going to do after you retire from the game? Like going to telly, or man, just build a massive Lego tower?" Well, I'm need... only doing the last block. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I've proven I'm good. I'll get others to do the rest. Yeah. It was a hundred feet tall. No, it's more than that, wasn't it? It was a like hundred meters, I think. Oh, very tall. It, it was a world record for a Lego tower. Hundred something units of measurement. Hmm. How did uh, Cafu get up there? Uh, there was a crane, like a cherry picker style crane. Sweet. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but it was like there was Brazilian flags that it was carefully made. It wasn't yeah. just coloured. It wasn't no. just knocked together. James. It was no. choreographed. 
It was almost like a no ramshackle Lego tower for Brazil. Yeah, exactly. So he was up there. Also in Brazil, uh, or in South America, Brazil won the South American under-17 title, beating Argentina in the final 3-2. Oh, they'll they'll enjoy, enjoy that. that. Oh, jinx. <laughs> and there it is. I think that's time for emails. Ooh, hello. Emails. Good. I've got, a, I've got an email. That's lucky, because it's the email section. Yeah, I'm going to read this out as it's written. (laughs) Capitals in the middle. Um, Stig Tofting is enjoying a second career as a celebrity boxer in Denmark. So he should be. This is the Danish Danish international footballer. Yeah, You can't just be a celebrity boxer without having at least one other celebrity boxer. Well, 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 listen, you're going to enjoy this. Ex-con Tofting has had one fight so far, and he beat the bloke who did the line, (laughs) Come on, Barbie, let's go party, in Aqua's song Barbie Girl, One Punch Knockout, Good. Keep up the magical rambling, Mr. George Salmon. That's amazing. Short, sweet, to the point. That's really Great, good. isn't it? That's, so you actually... Glad someone finally belted so this him. Is like this, <laughs> this is like that Ricky Gervais Grant Bovey style yeah. celebrity boxing match, which Gervais What is that won, guy yeah. getting in the ring for? With Stig Tofting. Stig Tofting's hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, remember when him and Gravison... He's not far off an actual boxer. Yeah. H- him and Gravison were, 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 were a very tough prospect. Well, imagine yeah. Rooney getting in the ring with him. Imagine that. Yeah. He'd get punished. No, Rooney's decent. Oh, Rooney was an amateur oh, yeah, boxer, he was, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, true. Anyway, I've got an email as well. Oh, go on um, then. It says, Dear Ramblers, I'm a keen Newcastle fan and have been ever since I discovered just how much I like football. Is this Pete? Uh, it's not Pete, I don't think. It's no. from Jack Franklin. Uh, on my 10th birthday, I received a weird card. It had, in black marker pen, to a Newcastle fan on the front. As I was opening it, I was warned by my father to be very careful. The card was a Newcastle one, black and white stripes with the crest laid on top and read as follows... To Jack, wishing you a happy birthday from Bobby Robson. Oh. Uh, B-Rob. Eh? That's right, I had a birthday card from the late, great Sir Bobby. I was shell-shocked and amazed. I wanted to take it to school and show everyone, but of course I wasn't allowed. It was too precious. My parents told me they sent a parcel with 10 to 15 cards into Newcastle with a letter explaining the situation and just asking anyone who had a spare moment to sign for me. Out of every player and staff member at the club, just one of them could be bothered. Sir Bobby. It oh. wasn't a fake, a photocopy signature or anything like that. It was the real thing, and it still brings a smile to my face every time I think about it. Keep up the good rambling, Ramblers. Thanks, Jack Franklin. Superb stuff. Yeah, well, well done. Nice to get a mention of Sir Bobby every so often. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. What's the matter with the other lot not signing it? Well, you know, it would... Busy life football. It, it would take away <laughs> from how brilliant Bobby Robson is. I heard Kieran Dye tried to sign, but uh, I broke his hand. Ladies and gentlemen, it's profile time. Oh, hello. You didn't give me a choice there. No. And I like being told what to do. Yeah, you, you enjoy being dominated, <laughs> from what I've heard. That's enough of that. Um, uh, right then, good people, we've got a, 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 a club to go in there. It's a whole mm. team, can you believe it? Brilliant. Vasco da Gama. Hello. Brazilian. Brazilian. Mm. Named after the Portuguese explorer. It's I like that. Correct. Yeah. I like the idea of just naming a club after a bloke. Yeah. Be good. Jim, Jim FC. Robert Downey Jr. against, I don't know, <laughs> Marcus <laughs> Speller. Right. Why not? I like his name. Fair enough. I, I don't take this the wrong way, but I'd rather play for Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Well, like, it would just be, it'd be more interesting. He would. You've never played with him. It's, that's true, actually, yeah. yeah. You know what you get him with Speller. Yeah, thank you very much, James. Um, right, he's, he's indeed the name of a very successful Portuguese explorer. First man to sell to India or something like that. From Europe to India, yeah. Mm. His protege would go on to locate Brazil. There we go. Mm. There it is. There's your link. Well, I, there. Could, I could do that. Indeed. Now, the club was founded on August the 21st, 1898. 69 years before the summer of love. Yeah. Oh, racy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, uh, well, one of the most supported clubs in Brazil, and they're nicknamed uh, Gigante da Colina, Giant of the Hill. Nice. They were founded by Portuguese immigrants, of course. Uh, initially, a rowing club. Really? Yeah. In a, lot of, a lot of football clubs, especially in Spain as well, and of those places have different sports, mm. volleyball and teams. Bayern Munich have a chess club as well. Roller hockey. There's loads of stuff happens. Loads Hand, of stuff handball. Goes handball yeah. teams, yeah. Well, I think Barcelona and Madrid both have basketball teams. Yeah, they they do. I don't know how sort of furiously competitive they are with each other in that sport. I hope. It's great to they see. Oh, they must be. They must be. You know, Sheffield Wednesday was funded as, founded as, as a cricket team as well, wasn't it? Uh. That's what they call Wednesday because they play cricket on the weekend, so they used to play the game on the Wednesday. Something like that. No, I think it was because the local workers were given the Wednesday afternoon. Oh, Oh, was it? Okay. Something. Sheffield Wednesday fans emailing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Correct us. But va- back to Vasco. Mm. Um, so, 1898, they were founded, of course. But it wouldn't be until the 1920s until they were playing in the top league. And they hit the ground running, really. They were the only side to field players from different ethnic and social backgrounds. As the directors of the club would choose players from local suburban leagues, which the other teams didn't do. This was pretty much due to racism and elitism effectively mm. um, and there was a rule in place incredible really uh, there was a rule in place which meant players had to have another source of income if they wanted to play this was again to keep the uh, the players down to the elite and uh, exclude minority players so to get around this the Portuguese community would give them sh- uh, jobs in their shops nice some of the Racism. players coming together there. in your face racism yeah, exactly have that. But Vasco from were Portugal the- with love <laughs> Vasco were the first team to have black players and poor players in their teams. Racism never wins. It no. always gets beaten. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if, you, if we've got any racists listening, just fuck off now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop what you're doing. Agreed. You'll lose. <laughs> so um, Vasco were promoted to Rio's first division in 1923. And of course they uh, won the league oh, straight nice. away. Um, uh, that was with the black, white and players from poorer neighbourhoods and, and all the rest of it. And the, the big clubs, namely Botafogo, Fluminense and Flamengo, they didn't like this. So in 1924, a year later, they formed their own league saying that Vasco... Oh, you are. <laughs> That's basically just taking the ball away, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, they formed their own league uh, so Vasco couldn't enter with their, their black players and their, their poor players so Vasco won their league again then <laughs> yeah <laughs> Vasco was so popular though they were eventually allowed in um, though the rules were set up to exclude the uneducated players yeah I've, I've been reading um, the Alex Bellos book which is uh, called Football the Brazilian way of life yeah, and he writes a little bit around this, uh, about this and uh, I think it was something that they had these really silly little rules like a player had to be able to sign his own name so Vasco were in a position where they had to sort of send their players off to learn to read and write and, st- and stuff like that I think there are even cases where they changed players names just so they were easier for them to sign it's just incredible well, they basically just trying to trip them up at every, every yeah. thing with admin <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which is a lot nicer than some sort of racism, but well, you s- can, you still... Can, this is 1920s. You can imagine that the team talk, they're really good, we need to sort of sign out here. No, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Pass <laughs> me the paperwork. <laughs> but as you said, this is a real case of, of taking the ball and going home. Yeah. Well, we've got our league, we're having a good time. Who are these idiots? Oh, they've beaten us. Right, change the league. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you can't right. come in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is what sort of what the Premier League did to Pompey last season, if you think mm. about it. Mm. If you think about it and add some facts. Make <laughs> yeah, stuff up. <laughs> yeah. Um, indeed so uh, I mean these rules uh, thanks to Vasco da Gama were broken Mm. Um, they wouldn't comply with them and they beat racism 
They, they beat the teams. And it's hugely significant. On a more yeah. serious point, I mean, you know, Brazil, I know there are, there are players in the Brazilian national side from all different backgrounds, but you'd be isolating and, and, and ruling out quite a lot of good talent over the years yeah. if yeah. that rule stayed in place. Well, Definitely. Completely. Well, and it's, it's not just the black players as well, is it? It's, it's the poorer players. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's that's it, can't yeah. read and write. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, yeah, all the Portuguese immigrants that have gone there mm. wouldn't yeah. be um, of, of, the, of the ruling classes, so to speak. Um, but yeah, it's a hugely significant moment in the history of. Of Brazilian football, so they could fully develop and, and and develop into what we've come to know over the years of mm. Brazilian football, of course. Now, well, let's fast forward to the forties, which I think we're all wanting to do. Uh, Vasco, <laughs> between nineteen forty-five and nineteen fifty-two, won five state championships. Now, the state championships they might not mean as much today. Well, they don't. But back in the day, they were the big business because they didn't have the league structure, mm. which we've mentioned before. The league structure didn't come until I think the seventies. Yeah. So mm. this this was effectively the league. Mm. Really, this is this was the one for them. The state championships they were the big prize extremely important so to, to win five in seven years was, was great stuff, was great yeah. stuff. in 1948 they won the South American championships which was the pre-runner to the Copa Libertadores so they were the first club side ever to become South American champions which is some tell and during this period of dominance the side uh, became known as O Expresso da Victoria the Victory Express nice all the fucking board <laughs> that is amazing yeah great name that is a side you don't want to come up against no, no. What, we got- so what are they called <laughs> they're called they're called the Victory Express <laughs> oh I've injured myself in the oh, warm up is that a hamstring <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is sensational stuff. Um, They were described as a devastating attacking machine supported by the strictest of (laughs) defences. You don't want to come up against them. No, you don't. I think I heard I, the midfield was rubbish, though. Yeah. I think I'd move Defense back. to give you detention. Yeah. If I was one of those elitist tossers, I'd be like, oh, son, I'm going back to Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, between uh, 1958 and 1970, the team didn't win um, the state championship. But when they did, they, they, they got again uh, going again in the 70s. They, the side became known as Otime de Verada, the comeback team. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, I like how they got all these, these little names. And they boasted a talented striker called Roberto Dinamice. Oh, it's the Robert Dynamite. Yeah, his name is spells Dynamite. He's, their, he's their all time league scorer. I know he is. about him. Yeah, he, he is. is absolutely and, prolific. And currently, the president of Vasco da Gama, yeah. which oh, is a wow. nice one, I think. He was, he was, was he like a really prominent politician? He was, for yeah. As well. he, he scored more goals than, than Romario. 698 goals he got for Vasco. <laughs> in in, in all competitions. Robert Dynamite, Jim. That's his <laughs> name. That's brilliant. <laughs> um, he scored uh, 61 goals during one season in the early 80s. That was in all competitions. In the early 80s? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I know there was a couple of seasons where Pele got over 100 goals, but that was when there were loads yeah. of games and the, the, they were really high scoring. But the 80s, that's... Yeah. It's quite funny because he's the all-time top scorer in the Brazilian league and the Rio State Championships. I think he's got 190 or something in the Brazilian league. And you think to yourself, surely there must be, you know, you would have expected him to get a little bit more. But as you say, the league was only around until the 70s yeah. and a lot of players, the good players will move on. And they also, in fairness, just in the interest of a bit of balance, when they play these state championships and these local games in the locality, they do play like a lot of, it's a weird one, it's like the yeah. FA Cup, they can play teams from all levels. Can, yeah. Yeah. So sometimes they end up banging a whole load of goals, that's probably mm. why. But I mean, 700 odd goals is still, or whatever yeah. it was, 690, yeah. is still a lot of I've been, goals. I went to the semi-final and the first leg of the final of the Rio State Championships. Mm. It's what, just the a Americana? Big, in the Americana, yeah. yeah. It's just a big party. 
Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. nobody's that fast. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, the, I think the players are, but yeah. the fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. Um, now let's press that fast forward button again to 1998. Oh, they won the Copa Libertadores. Yeah, yeah, the centenary season. Ah, oh, that's oh, brilliant. You could make that's it up. a massive deal in it Brazil is. as yeah. well, isn't it? It really is. Because Corinthians tried to put a lot of um, money and effort into to doing it, and then they're so they started signing all oh. sorts of players, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. That's a that's brilliant. And who did they have up front for them? Uh, the animal. Edmundo. Oh, Edmundo, Edmundo James. <laughs> yeah. God. Every week, James goes, can we go Edmundo? <laughs> this is around the sort of time when they played in the um, the World Club Championship. Two years later mm. in, in the, the against year United. And, and um, remember, Beckham got sent off against the Mexican side in the catcher. Yeah. Yes. And Edmundo scored a great goal in that. The for, animal. For, for, um, for Vasco. For Vasco. They, they destroyed United. They went 3-0 up. I mean, the first, I think the first two goals were Mario. Romario and Edmundo up oh. front. Yeah. God. And a drunk monkey on hey, the sideline. What have you got to say to that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, Romario, I think, scored two. I think he got the first two. And they were defensive mistakes, really. But, like, United were getting absolutely bossed by Vasco. Yeah. And it was ridiculous. Yeah. Because we'd never seen Brazilian football, really. Or, yeah. or any teams, massively. And you think, oh, you know, I did the big boys. You know, 99, they won the treble. They turn up. Mm. Bang, they got hammered. Edmundo scored a great one. The, yeah, the, it was it really worth uh, YouTubing that, that that goal. And who, the co-commentator that day, happened to be uh, a certain Craig Brown, who <laughs> described that goal. And I kid you not, he described the goal as the best goal he's ever seen. A Pete Donaldson tell. But then there was the other goal, and the other goal. Yeah. And the other goal. Yeah. 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 Romario's got what? And then he changed it to. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely stunning. They lost in the final, incidentally, to Corinthians on penalties. But it was a big deal for Vasco and Brazilian football to be hammering United like that in front of, of the world. But really. when they won the Libertadores, they beat um, a Colombian team, didn't they? Was it a Colombian team? I think they beat um, Barcelona. Of That's uh, Ecuador. Ecuador, Ecuador, sorry, Ecuador, who are, I've also seen players. Have you? you? Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Named uh, after the Spanish team, of course. Guayaquil, uh, Barcelona. Mm. We do, uh, we do mention this a fair bit, but it is a shame that the sort of the World Club Championship is. It's just a shame there isn't more time to make it bigger. Do you know what I mean? This in yeah. in the schedule the somewhere, yeah. yeah. It would be great if there was a proper tournament between European and South American clubs, mm. and so you know from all over really. But at the moment, those you know would be by far and away the strongest. Yeah, absolutely. And bring back the Cup Winners' Cup, were you there? Yeah. Um, now, in the, in the year 2000, when they won the league as well, so it was a good year for them, they had a forward line which included Romario, Janino Paulista, yeah, formerly of Medellin, and Janino Pernambucano. Oh, Gianino. I didn't realise they played together. Yeah. La, 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 la. la. Pernambucano. <laughs> la, 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 la. Legend. Absolute <laughs> legend. Um, in 2002, the Travel Channel undertook a study uh, to see what the best stadiums in the world were to watch a game. They picked seven, and Vasco's Sao Januario was in there, alongside uh, the, the Camp Nou and the San Siro. I think that was the biggest stadium in Brazil until they built the Americana. I think it was, yeah. Um, I think that was another thing that actually they did in the in the early days that um, Alex Bellos mentions in his book, which was that was another thing. It's like, right, well, you've got to have a stadium, which is another thing to try and hinder them. So they just built a massive one. <laughs> yeah. Have some of that. Yeah. Is that any good? That's taking us all weekend. The cigarette falls out of his mouth. Go, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Can we play that? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now then, all those things about Vasco. The important stuff. And we're all agreed. It all pales off into insignificance what I'm about to tell you because more importantly than all those things is the fact and I say fact in the loosest possible sense <laughs> Romario scored his 1000th goal whilst playing for Vasco de Gama against Recife in, in, the, in the game in, yeah. the, in his mind <laughs> <laughs> it was a penalty 
or a peluche, as they say in or Brazil. Peluche, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Brazilian model. <laughs> peluche. Long. <laughs> so they fought racism. They built the biggest stadium. They and housed they've, they've Romario. L- they've helped a man lie. Yeah. <laughs> they probably had some input into Edmund like, getting that monkey drunk. Yeah. Oh. D- they're coming in. It's Vasco to go, ladies and gentlemen. Boys. One of the most enjoyable profiles <laughs> in a long while. In a long while. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the Football Ramble. If you want to get in touch with us, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com. And thefootballramble.com is not only a magnificent website, it has all sorts of blogs and one thing and another going on. James or Jim? It does, doesn't it? Should we have, should we have a little round-up? Go on, then, Oswald. Jim, who is also me, uh, imagines life under Crunker at Arsenal. Eric Beard puts his wonderful name on a piece examining the retirement of shirt numbers within the game. And Chris Mann examines Real Madrid as their season gets serious. Andy Brassel reports on the chaos of the Benfica versus Porto tie eventually saw Porto live as champions James Appel looks at newly promoted Volga's exhilarating start to life in the Russian Premier League while also gushing about Georgian wine and Rupert Fryer makes the word continuity seem exciting when writing about <laughs> Uruguay as well uh, Mikhail Zakodny explains that hooliganism is still a problem in Poland with Euro 2012 looming and Joel Richards tells us all about a Falklands veteran who's doing the business in the Ar- Argentinian Clausura there we go get over there have a look footballramble.com I've actually Blog. read all of those blogs and they're all brilliant hmm Thanks. So, there you go. You certainly look happier for it. Yours enriched. Included, yours you look enriched. Jim. Thanks. Mm. Yeah, and you've got the Dean Windass Hall of Fame section over there, and yeah. PFC on a Friday. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's right. got Ramble Extra on it, let's not forget. So if you want a little bit more Ramble, a little, little bit more Ramble. A little more Ramble. There's going to be a lot more Ramble, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. As if the selection of films wasn't mm. enough. Mm. But no. By the way, if you, if you, even if you're too busy to look at PFC this week... Pete is back next week, so imagine yeah. what he's been doing. Yeah, exactly. There's going to be stuff like from all over the US in there, mm. even yeah. though he's only been to a small part of it. I yeah, yeah. But, but do check it out. It's 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 like the ramble, but it's shorter and for some reason stupider every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, it, it is, is indeed. And we've got the old episodes up there. Well, the, about six weeks back. Yeah. yeah. Luke, have you got anything? I don't actually know nothing. Okay. From well, week. I'll tell them about Pick Live. Good idea. Fantasy football in five minutes. Mm. Um, the football ramble where you can win real money from us. Mm. Your from our direct <laughs> from our pockets. <laughs> Indeed. Um, right, I think that's about it for this week. Say goodbye, James or Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Uh, goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. We're all off to learn how to see into the future. Cheers. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.